everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for joining us on EZ's Community Focus, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. A lot of things have come to light in the last couple of years regarding inequalities in our country and in our community. And the YWCA South Florida has been very heavily involved in trying to right these wrongs. In fact, I can quote the CEO who says, until justice just is, YWCA will apply consistent pressure and clear, consistent space for intentional learning and action. And I'm very happy to welcome the person who said those words, CEO of YWCA South Florida, Carrie Ann Royce. Thanks for talking to us this morning. Oh, thank you so much, Ellen. I really appreciate you having me here. How long have you been involved with the YWCA? I am approaching my four-year anniversary with the organization. It's been a, a, a wonderful ride. Thank you so much. It's very different than it was 100 years ago when the YWCA oh, yeah. started. The focus mm-hmm. has changed a lot, and it's so relevant with your program for Until Justice Just Is and your focus on racial equality and social justice and empowering women. What is, for you, the most important thing about what you and the organization are doing right now? You know, over 100 years, I like to think that our organization has always pledged to show up for those who need us the most. And at one point, that was women. And today, it's women of color. So I think one of the most important things that we continue to do consistently is to show up where we're needed the most. What are the most important equity issues of our time? Who is dealing with them? And how do we show up to make sure that one, they have the support that they need to live the lives that they choose, and two, that we're affecting the systems and practices that keep them in the places that we don't want to have uh, anyone having to live with. So I think some of the great work with being able to educate our community through a 21-day challenge, being able to lean into breast and cervical cancer screenings because women of color are dying at greater rates of breast and cervical cancers than any other groups, just showing up for everything that has to do with personal justice, health, education, and the most important issues of our time. And that's what I love about our organization. You mentioned the 21-Day Racial Equity and Social Justice Challenge. Mm -hmm. It technically took place between February and March this year, but there's never a time when that's not relevant. And the website still has all of the information. Tell me about the challenge, how it went this year, and was there a difference between this year and last year? Yes. So this was our second year running the challenge, and we had over 1,200 participants and 70 companies and organizations that accepted and completed the challenge this year, including our sponsors at Univision and Kaufman Ross and Bank United, Gensler. We had all walks of life from individuals to corporations that took part. 
What we saw was that last year when we ran the challenge and everyone was very zoomed in, right? Um, we could play on words yeah. there. <laughs> <You're really laughs> <Right>? we, <laughs> folks were really zoomed in. We saw a lot of interest online and engagement and participation. This year, we saw an increase in folks who really wanted to take it to the next level and act and join our mission in person as the world begins to normalize and open up again. So everything from how can I volunteer? How can I attend events? How can I continue to learn? How can I give back? How can I support the cause and donate? We saw much more interest now in kind of returning to, okay, I've learned. How do I put this into action? For someone who did not know about the 21-day challenge and finds their curiosity peaked, they want to participate by just learning the information that you've provided. It is on your website at ywcasouthflorida.org. What is your recommendation for someone who is kind of catching up and wants to know what it was about and what can they actually do now in addition to learning the topics that you have on the website? So first of all, 21 Day Challenge is just as it sounds. It's asking you to accept the challenge for 21 days to clear space in your life to learn about racial inequity and social justice matters. You get emails daily that you can read an article, listen to a podcast, reflect on personal experiences. I think what's important to know is it's heavy. It can be a lot of information. That's why we send it Monday through Friday so that Saturday and Sunday, if you want to just take a breath or talk to friends or catch up on some of the stuff you saw in the emails, you have an opportunity to do so. If you want to jump into this, yes, we share the information online, but we prefer to create a guided collective learning experience because we want you to have a place and space to unpack with other people. It will unearth emotions you never thought you had. It will surprise you. And if you don't have an aha moment, we would have not done our job very well. So it's well curated perfectly laid out information surrounding four different topics of which we introduce new topics every year that you can learn in bite-sized pieces around how this came to be, how it shows up today in the lives of people you know and love, and how you can take action. Moving forward, we have Beyond 21, which is a part of our Until Justice Just Is experience, that there will be ongoing learning one-week learning opportunities, different groups that we'll be gathering, and other conversations that we'll be having to keep the learning going, keeping people in this evolution, because it is an evolution. It's not a one and done. It's continuous. It's systemic issues take systemic responses, and it's personal. So we will continue to immerse you in that journey. Just get on our website, register, send an email to info at ywcasouthflorida.org, or you can direct message us on any of our social media platforms at ywcasouthfl. And that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can direct message us for more information as well. What impact did you find when you spoke to people after they had begun the challenge or completed the challenge and have now moved on to Beyond 21? How did their views evolve over the course of that 21 days? What kind of surprises did people find that they weren't aware of? Oh, my gosh. It ran the gamut from folks who 
really said, you know, I've heard about this and I've felt it in my universe, but I never really understood what folks were talking about when they spoke about this topic or that topic. And we oftentimes heard it described as the best history lesson they never had. Yeah, right. (laughs) The best history lesson they never had. And folks were just so grateful for clear, consistent, quality information that now allowed them to take action within their sphere of influence, right? So in companies, there were bigger action items, and most companies use this as an entry point into their racial equity work. It cleared space to create groups within their companies to have these conversations ongoing, and it allowed company leaders to listen and understand the experiences that their team brought to the table and brought to the workspace every day. So I think it was very eye-opening, and it was a great runway to plan what next, right? There were conversations happening at dining tables, conversations happening at boardroom tables. There were boards who did the challenge together. We had one individual who said doing the challenge and learning about the strife and the work that went into creating equity and voting rights led him to finally get his citizenship after living in this country as a resident for over 10 years. Wow. He said, no, I must do it. And I applied. So folks are taking personal action within their own lives, as well as igniting conversations within their personal spheres of influence, whether that's in work, in church, at their dining table, you know, with others in their family that may hold other views. And what I love about this is when you get a great article, or a great podcast, you can just shoot it off to someone who you love and say, you, you need to listen to this. Let's talk about it. It allows that virtual space of sharing. And it's been a real eye opener for many people who are like, I, I, I got to do better now that I know more. I have to do more. It's amazing to talk about this right now when we're in a place where People are still trying to process what happened on January 6th with the attack on the Capitol. And as we're watching the trial of Derek Chauvin, who Mm -hmm. allegedly murdered George Floyd, and that really started an awakening in America of the difference and the inequities in how people are treated based on the color of their skin. How do you incorporate things like that that are so emotionally charged into what you're talking about with people and when people get worked up over these things, how do you find a way to kind of get past the angst and get them to listen? You know, I think over the last year and for a long time, there are lots of words that trigger emotions. This is an emotionally charged situation. It is an emotionally charged experience for those who are living it for those who are witnessing it, and for those who live in the environment where it's happening. Everyone has skin in this game. And whether you sit on the right, the left, or the middle, I think anyone who watches that video, anyone who knows of a child who's not getting the educational access that their child is getting, anyone who knows of someone who is dying of breast cancer because they had no health insurance and late detection, and they have poor access to quality health care. When it comes down to human life, everyone has the same emotions. We don't want people to suffer. We don't want to know that people can't access what they need. 
And that's where we all have to start. So when we get charged up around words and around issues, when we are able to bring it back to the human experience, bring it back to the things that we as shared human beings and citizens in this and neighbors can all coalesce around, that's a point where we can start a conversation. That's a point where we can break down barriers. And we try as much as we can to meet in those spaces and to make sure that we're holding place for people to grieve and for us to understand that it is our individual responsibilities as citizens to educate ourselves and to show up with the knowledge that's needed to participate and to support others. That's important. And we all have to take responsibility for that. So it's holding a level of accountability to say, you must, you have a responsibility to learn. And it's also trying to help everyone to get back to ground zero, which is what do we believe everyone should have the right to experience in their lives? Your zip code, the color of your skin should not change your data and demographic outcomes and how your life is led. I shouldn't be able to tell how your life will turn out because of demographics and skin color. And when we change that, Everyone can agree to that, right? Regardless of where you sit, everyone can agree to that. Exactly. Like, no matter where you live, you should have access to this. No matter what your skin color looks like, no matter your gender or your identification, you should have basic human rights. And we start there as much as we can. And I'll tell you something that we have partnered with United Ways of Miami-Dade and Broward County to do. They have an ALICE simulation. And by the way, I honestly believe that that is the great equalizer. When you are able to experience and walk in the shoes or work alongside someone whose life experience is very different from yours, there is no replacement for that level of understanding, that level of emotional connection, that level of just being aware. You can't replace that. That's the ultimate equalizer, I think, right there in terms of understanding each other's experiences. I'll give you an example. This ALICE simulation, which ALICE is Asset Limited, Income Constraint Employed, it is a sector of our society that lives above the poverty line, but below what you need to live, to save, and to live outside of living from paycheck to paycheck. So the ALICE population in our community, and many of us know them, we work with them, they're the people who take care of us, they're the people in the grocery stores and the people in, in your schools and in your daycare centers, they're the part of our society that generally takes care of us. They live paycheck to paycheck, they're the working poor, they're one issue, one car breaking down, one person getting sick, one hospital bill away from dismantling their entire lives, right? Mm -hmm. Being kicked out of their homes or, or losing their jobs, just everything falling apart. And we know these people. We all know these people. The simulation walks you through what it is like for that person to make choices every day financially. Mm. Will you choose to take the bus or have a car? Would you have a one-bedroom or a two-bedroom? Will you be able to put your child in aftercare? Or does the child have to go home on their own? Will I have health care or not have health care? And you have a certain amount of chips, which are dollars, right. that you have to select. This is how much you have. And each of these choices cost you this much. And you walk through for about a half hour to 45 minutes, losing a chip because the car broke down, losing a chip because you had a doctor's appointment that you had to pay for and now your child needs extra help in math because he's slipping there, so you have to pay for a tutor. 
So how do I not do that? And no, do I have to give up my car? And it walks you through the choices, the lived choices, the real choices that folks have to make every single day from real experiences. And it allows you to walk in the shoes. It's very eye-opening. And we conduct this simulation. We conducted one on MLK weekend, and we're going to be conducting a few more throughout the year. And we ask you to join us and just walk through this. It's extremely eye-opening. I would imagine so. And, and I do know there are so many people who just don't get it. They, they, you know, I hear, well, why don't they just lift themselves up by the bootstraps? Why the don't bootstraps. they work more? Why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? And without having lived it, they don't really understand the difficulty of the challenges and the things like you say, well, am I going to feed my kids tonight or am I going to get them shoes that fit? You know, it's a very different world than a lot of people have ever experienced. And I love that you're doing that. If someone signs up, do you have an email letter that you send out where they can find out when the next one is? Absolutely. You can, to get all the information, because our calendar is being populated every day, go onto our website at ywcasouthflorida.org, sign up to receive our newsletters that come out every Monday. It's called Mission Moment Monday, and you will get in your inbox all of the up-to-date information so you can stay plugged in to all of the opportunities to learn, to be engaged, and to act. Love it. What are you going to do when justice is just? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Won't that be the day, Ellen? Won't that be the day? Oh, I'm going to tell you this. I will, with, with great anticipation push towards and wait for that day because I will gladly step down from that role, that responsibility, that job, that rally cry. Um, Unfortunately, we're a ways away from that. But I'd like to say, you know, folks ask me this question all the time, you know, things in women's movements are moving along. What what are you going to do then? And I thought, and I remember our organization was, has always been created for those who need us the most. And that is always redefined. We've been around a hundred years. And we've continued to redefine, but based on what's happening in our environment, who needs us the most and where we need to show up. We'll continue to show up where we're needed the most, and we'll continue to pivot to make sure that no one is left behind. How can people in the community help you and join you in the work to make the changes? We are so grateful for the outpouring of support that we've seen from our community, not just around um, racial justice, but around gender justice. And it's a long-term and rigorous commitment. You can join us by joining our justice movement, making a pledge to become a justice mover today. It will allow you to not only plug into our network of opportunities to be engaged, but you will also give a fixed monthly donation that supports the work ongoing. We need your support. YWCA also offers just many ways that we can use your talent and your knowledge. We're always seeking helping hands to join in our various volunteer programs. Become a justice mover. You can find us at ywcasouthflorida.org or on any social media platform at YWCASouthFL. Is there anything else that you would like our audience to know? First of all, thanks a lot, Ellen, for having me. I think what everyone should understand and know, YWCA, it's a W that makes the difference. Mm. We are a social justice organization. We have always been a social justice organization. We are your YWCA. 
if you want to know how to get involved in your community, if you want to be a part of social justice, if you want to learn, please know that this road that we are on requires each of us to take action within our own tiny or large circle. We have personal accountability and you can do things. Sometimes it feels overwhelming. And they say a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Mm-hmm. You can take the first step. There is a first step. Let's eat this elephant one bite at a time and we have to do it together. We're a community of conquerors. We've always been bold. Being immigrants and making South Florida what it is, we have never shied away from a challenge. And we're going to be able to face this one head on also and create a, a better community where everyone has an opportunity to fully participate in their life choices. Aside from that, I understand you also need volunteers for your pandemic relief efforts. Always. We can use volunteers in tutoring, guest speaking, and when we do meal distributions. We recently packed hygiene products for young women and women overall. We always have an opportunity to help those who, especially due to the pandemic, are having a tough time. That changes every month, and we would love to engage volunteers in helping us to do that. Okay. And again, the best place is just the website. Is there a number people should call? You can also reach us at 305-377-9922, or you can email us directly at info at ywcasouthflorida.org. What if someone actually needs assistance? Where do they reach out? Call that number. Please call that number, 305-377-9922, and also email us. If we don't have the direct program or opportunity to support you, we'll help you find it. Thank you for what you are doing. And next time you have a challenge or a program, let me know and we'll share it with our listeners. Thank you, Ellen. I've really enjoyed this. I really appreciate your time. That makes two of us. Joining us now, she is really a champion for children. And we have some important things to talk about during Child Abuse Prevention Month. Alicia Curtis with Citrus Family Care Network. You're the foster care recruitment specialist. Thank you so much for this amazing opportunity. I know how much you really care about children, protecting the children, and helping to secure stable homes for children in the foster care system. There is a big event happening next week to help Citrus Family Care Network. Let's talk about the Break the Cycle bike ride. Okay, so April is National Child Abuse Prevention Month, so we decided up to team up with Break the Cycle. This event is going to be hosted at the Hugh Collective Miami which is 14700 Lincoln Boulevard, Miami, Florida, 33176. And this is just to bring awareness to the community. It's a nationwide month to bring awareness, to put it into child abuse. So a lot of our kids that come into care come in through child abuse, and it can be in the form of neglect, physical, mental, emotional. So the community is going to come out. We want everyone, all families are welcome. Please, if you guys are listening, come out, join our family, our bike ride. We're also going to have the Miami-Dade Police Departments out there. We are going to have a ball. It's going to be an amazing event. We have a bike route that's going to be planned out. Some safety measures will, of course, be at the beginning of the bike ride and ensure everyone is aware of how we're riding and what the hand signals are. Everyone that comes out, please bring a helmet and a mask. And the bike ride is going to begin at 9.30. We will pull off. We are asking everyone to arrive by 8.30 a.m. The ride should be no more than an hour. 
everyone that's coming out, like I said, please bring your helmets and masks. And this is also going to be hosted by the Hue Collective Miami. And there is a marketplace that's going to be happening also at the same time from 11 to 4 p.m. So after the bike ride, there's a marketplace that people can go out and check out the vendors that are out there and food trucks. So it's going to be a great event for families. Do people have to register in advance or can they sign up the day of? We are asking everyone to register in advance just so we can make sure we have enough patrolling out there. And also, you know, we're going to try to get some water and snacks for people who are coming to attend. But please register. You can go to www.citrusfcn.eventbrite.com. Or if you go into Eventbrite, you could just type our name, Citrus Family Care Network, bike ride, and it should come right up. So definitely please. And I think there's limited for each purchase of tickets, which is free. Let me say that. Let me make sure I say this is a free event for all families and all families are welcome, but it's limited three per person for the tickets. So please definitely register for this event, citrusfcn.eventbrite.com. Okay. So free event. That's amazing. How does Citrus Family Network then, how are you funded? by the state and grants. Since we're a nonprofit, I mean, we definitely always welcome donations. Everything that we get that is like funded through the state and everything, that goes straight to our children in care. And anyone who has kids know that kids need something every day, whether it's clothes or shoes or personal hygiene, care products. We are always in need of anything that you can think of that a child needs, whether it's shoes or clothing. School supplies is always a a must. Please, if you like to donate that, you can actually reach out to me and get in touch with me and we can go from there. But we definitely accept donations. If there's anyone listening that would like to be a sponsor for the event as well, you can also contact me. My direct number is 786-697-5369. Again, my name is Alicia Curtis. I'm the Foster Recruitment Specialist with Citrus Family Care Network. And my number is 786-697-5369. If you can't make it and your company would like to help, you guys can donate, you know, bottles of water, of course, some protein bars and, you know, oats and honey bars for the families that are going to be attending. We're trying to make sure we cover the community well and that they have a good time. You are normally pretty busy anyway at Citrus Family Care Network, helping to place children who have been victims of the various kinds of abuse that there are. You mentioned neglect, abandonment. Mm -hmm. How do you find out about the children who need to be placed into a foster home or ultimately be adopted? So basically, when the children are coming into care, we get a backstory of why they've been placed with us. So a lot of people, when they think of a foster child, they automatically think this child has behavioral issues or this child, you know, has a really, really high trauma that has happened to them, which is not always the case, you know, and I always tell people, please don't assume, you know, call and ask us if you want to talk about it, please call me, feel free. You know, we have kids that come in because mom and dad divorced and mom can't afford the rent or mortgage on her own. I mean, she gets evicted out of the home or the house foreclosure. They become homeless. So these are things that are happening, especially now with the pandemic. I mean, I think we all know someone has who has lost a job during this pandemic. So with that happening, you know, we even had more children come into care. And then we saw how domestic violence really shot up during this time. And so that was another reason why children were coming into care because of domestic violence. So, I mean, this pandemic has hit us really, really hard, you know, with recruitment and trying to find people in the community, because imagine all the community events has stopped 
And that's our way of getting out the word, right? We, we attend the community events. We put flyers out there. We go to libraries and schools. But once everything shut down, we were so stuck. It's like we were stuck in concrete. So we improvised. We started doing food drives. We started getting on Zooms and online church. You know, we, we go online and we put our information on there. Any way that we can get the word out, we're out there and we're trying to do our best because our kids deserve us at our best and not at our worst. So your main focus is on finding people who are willing to foster or adopt. Yes. Yeah. What are the qualities that make someone a good foster parent? So for me, you have to have an open heart right away, right? You you have to have an open heart and an open mind. Um, we're looking for someone who has leadership skills, who who want to help change change the world, but not sure of how they do it. Um, we want someone who who can provide a safe and loving, nurturing home to a child um, who is, like I said, open minded, not so quick to judge. You know, we, we all these all the kids that come into care, they have a past um, and it's not of any fault of their own that they're here and, and that they're in care. Right. Um, and, and that can be moms, dads. We have single dads who do it, which is so funny because. A lot of women are like, you guys have single dads who do this? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and they make the best. And it's so funny because they make the best foster parents. It's so, it's so, and I guess because they have so many people looking at them, but they make the best. And, and the, the women are like, I can't even get my husband to wash the kids while I shake a shower. <laughs> you know? So it's so funny. And I'm like, no, they're amazing. And you know, like I tell people, they're amazing. We have single moms. We have single dads who do it. We have husbands and husbands who do it. We have wives and wives who do it. We just are looking for great, wholesome people who want to make a change, a change in the world. Because you're not only changing the child, you're changing the impact they have on the world. hundred percent. You know? So if someone hears this and, and it speaks to them, it's reaching inside so, them and saying, yes, I am called to this. Who should they contact to say, I'm interested in being a foster and sign me up? So if you're listening now and you are a little hesitant, don't fear. Alicia Curtis is here. So <laughs> you, you're going to call me at 786-697-5369, or you can call our 1-800 number at 1-855-786-5437. My contact number again is 786 697 5369. My name is Alicia Curtis. I would love to talk to you. No question is a dumb question. I'm open to hearing. And if this story has touched you and maybe you can't foster right now, maybe you can help. You can, I can send you an email with our flyer and you can post it on your social media. You know, we're living in the age of social media. So maybe that one post that you share can save two or three kids in care. I It'll reach it. someone. So okay. please call me. Okay. So the website is citrusfcn.com. Your Facebook, Citrus Family Care Network, Instagram, Citrus FCN. And really one of the best introductions to the organization is to go out and ride your bike next Saturday because yes. you'll meet Alicia in person, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I will be out there probably falling off my bike, but don't judge me. I'll be out there. <laughs> okay. Okay. And will there are there any age limitations on who can ride, who can participate? No, everyone is welcome. All families shapes and sizes and ages. We are just waiting for you to come out and join us. It's going to be an amazing event. If someone suspects that a child might need assistance or is in a situation where they are being abused or neglected, is there a special number they should call to report that? Yes. You can actually go onto our website and when you click it, you'll see child abuse prevention and I'll have the 1-800 number for you there. 
as well as other programs and assistance that we provide also with Citrus. Okay. Any final words you'd like to give to the audience? Please, guys, consider becoming a foster parent with us. Give it a thought. Call me up. Let's talk about it. Help to change the lives of children in care. All right. Alicia Curtis with Citrus Family Care Network, foster care recruitment specialist. Your phone number again, 786-697-5369, or go to citrusfcn.com. And remember that bike ride to break the cycle next Saturday. Alicia, you are just a delight. Thank you so much. I, I absolutely love what I do. I really feel like God's put me in my purpose, and I'm so grateful for everything. And it just, it's working in this field, it it humbles you every day and it reminds you every day to be grateful for everything that you touch and that you have in your life. And I'm, I'm just so grateful that I found my purpose. Those are such wonderful words of inspiration. Thank you so much. Again, Alicia Curtis, Citrus Family Care Network. If you have questions about today's program or would like to suggest a topic, feel free to email me at ellen at easy93.com. Join me again next Sunday for a new edition of Easy's Community Focus. Have a great day. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.